when I went ahead and took care of her dogs in her home while she was gone and her whole family, it became more like I felt the nudge to truly take care of their home and clean it. So when they came back, not only was the house clean, they also had a dinner that was ready. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fun. Today, Bethany Spildy and Janessa Dolphin from Honey Homekeepers tell us how they give travelers peace of mind with their house and pet-sitting concierge service. If you're new to Dog Words, in each episode we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fun, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love Dog Words. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions, especially if you have an idea for a topic or guest. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Please download, follow, rate, and most importantly, share Dog Words. You can donate to Rosie Fund on our website or Facebook page. You can also contribute by making a purchase from the store on our website, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or buying our note cards and shirts on barkyours.com. Links are in the description. Your donations and purchases help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. Any donation amount is greatly appreciated, but here are some popular levels. $30 provides a collar and leash for a Rosie Life Starter Kit dog, and $100 covers their entire kit. Please follow Rosie Fund on social media. Subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel that offers great videos of Rosie, Peaches, and shelter dogs looking for their forever home. Even if you aren't looking for a dog, watching and sharing the videos helps give these dogs much-needed exposure. This is the final episode of Season 2 of Dog Words, and we're making a few changes. First, we are no longer offering transcripts of the episodes. While the software we use does a pretty good job of transcribing, it's still necessary to proof the document before posting. Since we received no feedback that our audience is using the transcripts and it does not seem to impact our download rate, we decided that the benefits of transcription were not worth the resources required to post them. The transcripts that have already been posted for Season 2 will remain available. Second, now that we have over 100 episodes in our archive, we're going to slow down a bit. Instead of posting every week, there will usually be two weeks between episodes, unless we're posting a two-parter. If you haven't listened to all of our episodes, check out the archives. There's probably a great episode that you've missed. Or re-listen to one of your favorites. And please, share those episodes you like. We've enjoyed making each one, but we can't maintain this pace. While Rosie Fund and Dog Words are very important to us, finding guests, conducting interviews, and editing episodes takes a lot of time. We also have employers and clients that require our attention. Not to mention our family responsibilities, including Peaches. Which brings me to our third change. While our wonderful pity, Peach's Delight, is frequently referenced on the podcast and sometimes has input, we've only done one show about Peaches. That episode is linked in the description. Starting with this episode, I will occasionally be giving Peaches updates in my closing comments for those who are interested. Next time on Dog Words, author, entrepreneur, and dog walker Kate McDougall talks about her book, London's Number One Dog Walking Agency, a memoir. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Today in studio, we have Janessa Dolphin and Bethany Spildy with Honey Homekeepers. Welcome to Dog Words. Thank you so much, Phil. It's great to be here. 
And if we're both a little distracted or all of us are a little distracted, that's because Peaches is also in studio and regular listeners know that Peaches will have thoughts at some point and will jump in. Honey Homekeepers is a fun name, but I don't think it is immediately clear what it is Honey Homekeepers does. So tell us about Honey Homekeepers. It's a house and pet sitting concierge service. So we do the pet sitting side of things as well as taking care of the home and extra errands that a family might need to have done while they're traveling. So the name Honey Homekeepers kind of comes from the play on Honey, I'm Home as well as a homekeeper. So we married those two together as Honey Homekeepers. So that way coming home has never been sweeter. I love that. And plus the concept putting honey in there gives you lots of graphic design opportunities for marketing. So that's a fun name and it's a great concept. And like many of the entrepreneurs we've had on Dog Words, it's a paperclip idea. Why hasn't someone already thought of this? And I'm sure there are others out there who do that, but the explicit focus on dog care, pet sitting, pet care being part of it, because just in general, a concierge that you hire to take care of everything will take care of everything. But to know that this is someone who specifically is aware that you have a dog, which not only applies to taking care of the pet, and I'll use dog and pet interchangeably here, but if you're doing other housekeeping tasks, the way the dog impacts that might be not necessarily a deal breaker for some services like all the pet hair. So you're going to have the right stuff to take care of that. Correct. Yeah. So the family goes away and they come home. We want their return home to be sweet. So whether it's cleaning their house or picking up groceries, doing laundry, meal prepping, we want you to come home and just take that sigh of relief of, oh, everything's taken care of. My pets are happy. They are loved. The house is clean. The house is loved. That way you can just come home and relax and not feel like, man, I need another vacation after my vacation. I'm curious about the inspiration for this. Did it start with the pet care part or the concierge part, or did it all just sort of explode at once and just this burst of an idea? Great question. So actually, it's a funny story how this all happened. I'm counting on Um, it. (laughs) Well, first of all, the part that's not funny, this is the cool part, is Janessa and I have been best friends for over 10 years. And we've been even roommates for a few years of those 10 years. And we've always talked about, like, wouldn't it be fun to be in business together? Well, one of the opportunities that came up was actually I lived in one neighborhood and my friend's dog got out, an escape artist, and my neighbor found it. And this is a neighbor that I hadn't spoken to. She lived down the street. And so she catches the dog and she's like, by chance, do you do pet sitting? I have a trip in six months in Hawaii. And so it was just this instant connection. Talk about just casting a net. It's like, I have just met you. I know nothing about you, but. But just that instant (laughs) trust and intuition. um, And who knew that little spark became something bigger. And so when I went ahead and took care of her dogs in her home while she was gone and her whole family, it became more like I felt the nudge to 
truly take care of their home and clean it. So when they came back, not only was the house clean, they also had a dinner that was ready. Mm -hmm. And so that came part of the concept as far as making that return home even sweeter. I just want to jump in because just that thought of being on a long trip and coming home and not leaving the airport thinking, do I need to swing by and get some fast food or do we need to make a stop at the grocery store because we were gone for a while so we didn't leave the refrigerator stocked? And then we're also going to need stuff for breakfast, lunch, and dinner tomorrow. Do not worry about that. Absolutely. And what was neat is I had shared this with Janessa just over the years because there were others in the neighborhood that heard about it. And Janessa's like, well, I have a coworker that actually pays for every single service that you're doing for a family when they're gone. And so that sparked, well, that could be our business. We'll just combine everything. And Janessa's had a background in cleaning homes before, like when she was younger. So it just leveled up what we do. And even for a while, we were taking care of an Airbnb home, just the idea of hospitality Mm -hmm. and making sure that return home or coming home is so sweet. Doing house cleaning as a job is very different from doing it for yourself because when you're doing it for yourself in the back of your mind because you're in your own home, I could be reading a book. I could be watching TV. I could be relaxing on my deck, but instead I'm doing this, which may compromise how well you do it because you're not really focused on it and you're not being judged. Well, depending on who your mother-in-law is, (laughs) you may not be being judged, but doing it as a profession, obviously you're going to be better at it and you're going to be a little more focused on the details, but you're also getting paid. So you're not thinking, I could be watching a ball game instead of doing this. Absolutely. So it's one of those things that people can come home to and everything's taken care of. And I think where Janessa and I find this passion is serving families and to give families the freedom to get away and still they care about their pet family too. Mm -hmm. So they want to make sure he or she is taken care of. And I think that's where we truly have this, this vision to touch as many homes as we can in Kansas City to give families the freedom to travel and hopefully nationally too to touch other states and bring this service to them. Even more important than getting off a plane and not having to worry about your next couple meals, just being on vacation and not worrying about your pet knowing that they are in good hands. Boarding facilities are great. Absolutely. Many are, some less so, but not to have the stress of needing to leave its home. And if you have regular customers, that dog knows and loves you. It's like, oh, it's my friends. Uh, whether it's you, and then this is my follow-up question, whether it's Bethany or Janessa, or have you expanded your staff? We have a couple girls that help us right now. And part of the vision of Honey Homekeepers is also training up that next generation to do things in excellence. And like Bethany touched on earlier, just getting to know the families, that is truly our heart is that we become an extension of their families, the friends of the animals and their Mm -hmm. pets that they can trust. Because it is vulnerable to leave your home and your pets with someone you don't really know that well. Mm -hmm. So keeping in regular communication and staying in touch and then growing in that relationship is the heart of what we do. 
but also bringing in other girls of like, hey, this is more than just a job. This is more than just pet sitting. Like we truly want to become family with these people. And so we have um, three girls that help us right now, college age, uh, and they're great. And so they are getting the passion. They're catching that vision as well. Loving to come in and take care of the pets as well as the home. And Bethany and I, whether it's she or I, we will go in there and do the meet and greet with these girls so we can introduce them to the clients as well as the finishing touches. So we make sure the girls are leaving the homes better Mm -hmm. than they found it. And that kind of the beginning and the end touch point, those bookends. And I'll also add just for that peace of mind for families when they're away, we do have our girls sending pictures and updates every single day. Oh, yeah, I'm sure the clients love that. Yes. They love it. And it's these pet journals. So it's a collection in our portal that they can access at any point. And of course, we have all these wonderful pictures. I think that's all that's in my phone right now is pictures (laughs) of these amazing dogs. Well, beyond training up the next generation of people doing specifically what you do, that's just great modeling of being a professional that may not be taught clearly in colleges or high schools or even in someone's family and not because of a lack of interest in it, but maybe there's just that not, not that opportunity depending on what someone's parents do. So getting to see how you interact in that initial meeting, this is how you screen a client. And then the finishing touches, this is how you leave a job, whether it's a construction site or someone's home, whatever it is, and they may not open their own honey homekeepers or franchise or do anything even related to a concierge service, but whatever they do, they're going to be more prepared for success because they have what you've modeled for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. You caught the vision. So that that is exciting. Are there any concierge tasks that have been added to the list of what you provide that you didn't envision when you started this business? That's a great question. We've had requests for landscaping (laughs) come up. (laughs) And so there are certain things we subcontract out. We work Mm -hmm. with reputable companies in the area that we can bring in and have them quote landscaping services. Because you're a trusted source for that family, just as it would be bad for business if they come home to a kitchen that's a mess or a dog that's stressed out you're not going to recommend a landscaper unless you absolutely trust that company. Absolutely. I recently just bought a fixer upper at the beginning of the year and completely remodeled my house. And so I've learned how to communicate with contractors mm-hmm. and, you know, stay on task. So it's been fun to kind of see that spill over into the business side when it comes to caring for a home. And oh my goodness, if there's a leak under the sink, like I know how to fix it or I can pull in somebody who does. So even little things that come up while the family's away, we want to make sure all those things are touched on. But planning ahead with landscaping, that's a nice time to have it done. I'm out of town anyway, so I don't have to listen to that work being done. I don't have to walk around it. But I don't want that to be done without any supervision. We went out of town for a couple of weeks and we were having a deck built. It was going to fall perfectly in the schedule for the contractor to do that while we were gone, and I wasn't comfortable with that, so we had to push it back several weeks. I much rather would have had that done while I was out of town. Right. I I wish I'd known about this two years ago when we did that. (laughs) Coming home and your deck is finished Mm -hmm. and uh, Peaches is happy and your house is clean and you'll also have dinner in the fridge. I mean, what more could you ask for? (laughs) Yes, we got off that plane very late at night. So it would have been nice to have all that taken care of. The expansion, you talked about you'd like this to be across Kansas City and 
beyond. How do you envision that happening? So that's something that we've actually hired a business coach and we're working with right now. Good idea. Yes. So just to think bigger and what does it look like as far as the model looks? Because we want everybody to prosper that's in it to make it a win-win for anybody involved. And so we're looking at different hybrid type models. So not necessarily a franchise per se, but to have multiple locations that we can still maintain that sense of family and a team, Mm -hmm. even though we're headquartered here in Kansas. That's smart expansion to have that vision and not just how can we get bigger because you could develop brand recognition and sell franchises, but then if those franchises don't support what you do, then you've lost all of that brand recognition that you worked so hard to create. Yes. And the trust, we have a reputation with our brand Mm -hmm. just because we are going into people's homes like Janessa was sharing. And so to build that relationship, we wouldn't want that to be harmed in any way. Even if it's in Georgia that we have clients, we want to make sure whoever that queen bee is that's Mm -hmm. running the show down there has the same heart to care for the clients and to care for the sitters. With dogs being a, I think, critical part of this, I think that's the entry for a lot of people that they think about their dog And then the other stuff like, oh, hey, I can come home to a hot meal, a clean house, my faucets being fixed, all these other things. That's great. But I think it's taking care of the dog that's going to get their attention first and then do these other things. You nailed it. Have you always been dog people or was it just that experience with the neighbor just happened to be a dog connection? I've always enjoyed dogs. I mean, I, I enjoy animals, but dogs in particular. I grew up out in the country and we always had lots of animals. I had a ferret when I was younger. We've had birds, gerbils, mice, cats, dogs. I love animals. So I've been around them since I was younger and it's just a natural expansion to start a business where I get to love on them. Like we are right now with Peaches. Hi, yes. Peaches. Hi, Peaches. She's making the rounds. She was napping for a little bit and now she's back to, hey, sweetie, checking things out. Well, talking about your background with other animals leads right into my next question. I keep saying dogs and implying that it's interchangeable with pets, that people have cats. What about ferrets, lizards, snakes, other pets that people have? Absolutely. We don't (laughs) discriminate on anyone's pets. So we have had requests for bearded dragons before, the kind of Mm -hmm. iguana type. Um, So it's all across the board what we've been asked to care for. So there's really nothing that's off the table. I know the feeding requirements for something like a bearded dragon (laughs) can be a little different than just a scoop of kibble for a dog. Right. (laughs) Uh, Are there any requests that have sort of given you pause? It's like, I'll do this, but I need to think about it first. Yes. I was going to say we've had different requests like for a farm, like taking care of like 15 animals chickens, the horses, the whole nine yards. Milking cows, getting up at four in the morning. (laughs) Right. And I think there were like five puppies or something. It just, it was a big request. And so I think that was one where we definitely dialogued as far as how do we go about this to make sure they're serviced properly and all that. So there's a lot of dialogue that happens on those requests. And do we need to pull in more than just one person to uh, assist with that? That's a big job. Mm -hmm. And to have five puppies that's around the clock care. So yes. we probably need two people to, <laughs> to go in and care for a farm. 
you do have to be careful what you say yes to. Are there situations where you've said, no, this is not a fit? Not yet. We haven't come across any that I can think of. And I think the only one that we've paused on is if they're more aggressive dogs, because Janessa and I are pretty little. We're strong, but we're little. Mm -hmm. But just if it's a bigger dog, we might pause. Or if one of our girls is going to be on that job, we think through it to make sure they're safe too. Of course, that's on the owner. If they have an aggressive dog, they need to address that either through training or uh, some sort of sensitive restraint for the animal. Maybe talking to you is the wake-up call that, yeah, I, I guess maybe my dog is a little aggressive, that I'm just used to it. But now that I see Janessa and Bethany taking a step back, maybe I need to uh, do a better job of, of socializing my dogs. The evidence that what you're doing is working, is needed, is repeat business and referrals. How is that going? That is actually what our business is built on, is referrals. And for, I would say, the first, well, at least the first solid year, we contemplated being a referral-only business Mm -hmm. just because it's more of an exclusive, and it was, for a while, just Janessa and I. Mm -hmm. And as we've grown, we've realized these opportunities are coming up to speak on these wonderful podcasts and to reach out and touch other families. And I would say we have probably anywhere from 90 to 95% of repeat business, which is a huge compliment that we take that they want to keep on booking with us. Well, well, and even that 5 to 10% that isn't repeat is not necessarily because they don't like you. It's because they just haven't gone on a trip again. They haven't gone on a trip or... They'll be repeat business. Absolutely. And I should clarify that. And some of it is just because the the dogs are older and they pass away. Mm-hmm. And so they haven't bought a new dog or mm-hmm. brought another one into their family yet. So that's kind of that, that 5% that we do take care of senior animals and puppies on the other extreme. So we understand like somebody needs to be there 24 seven on those. Which goes back to the difference between you and boarding a pet. That can be really stressful for a senior dog. A younger dog might love to go to boarding and play all day with its new friends or if it's a regular boarding that it goes to as a daycare. But certainly a senior dog, we had Peaches boarded one time and she has a fitness tracker. Her points for that day were over twice what she typically gets. If she was a five-year-old dog, great, wear her out. But to me, that was too much activity. That would, And she hardly moved for the next couple of days. And we haven't boarded her since. We've had a house sitter when we've been out of town, when we can't take her with us. So honey homekeepers, for any pets, but certainly for senior dogs and cats. I don't know, can you board a cat? You can. You can definitely board a cat. <laughs> but for a cat, when uh, they're sort of self-sufficient anyway, but you want to know someone is there to make sure it's fed, the litter box is changed, it's not knocked over lamps or anything. You could leave them alone, but to know that they're being looked in on and taken care of. And then again, all the other stuff that you do. The uh, equipment to clean someone's house, I know I have exactly what I need to clean my house because we do it all the time. 
but to be ready to clean and the other concierge stuff, how do you have something for every kind of house, every sort of mess, meal prep in someone else's house? To me, I would that would be a challenge, being prepared for all different environments. So actually, the clients have all those products. So we use the clients' products, their preferred cleaning, if it's for the carpet, for the countertops. So then we know it's to their standard, what Mm -hmm. they've selected. So we don't bring anything in. It's all based on what they have. And then for the girls that are going and doing the house and pet sitting as well, if there's an emergency that comes up, they can ask Bethany or myself like, hey, there's an accident on the carpet. Can you bring over a carpet cleaner really Mm -hmm. quick and help me clean this up? So if there are situations that come up where the family doesn't have something on hand, Bethany and I can back up and step in and help if we need to. And then the meal prep, is it done in their house or do you just do curbside pickup somewhere and stick it in the fridge, or I guess it could be what they want. Yeah, good question. Yeah, so it's either, hey, will you pick up, you know, my Instacart of groceries, or will you pick up something from the Target pickup, or will you use the things that are in my cabinet and put something together? Well, I think this is just a marvelous idea, and I'm looking forward to more and more travel as people either come out of the pandemic or figure out how to travel in a pandemic And honey homekeepers, I think you've found a pain point that people may not know they need addressed until they hear about it on Dog Words or hear about it from a neighbor that, wow, that would have been a much less stressful vacation if I hadn't had to worry about all of that. Bethany Spildy, Janissa Dolphin, honey homekeepers. I'll have a link to your website in the description for this episode, so it'll be easy for people to find, not only if they want to use Honey Home Keepers, but what if they think, I like the cut of your jib, I want to be a part of this, and I want it to expand to my part of Kansas City or my part of the world, because we have listeners all over the world, they can just contact you through your website. You got it. That would be perfect. Honeyhomekeepers.com. That will be in the description. (laughs) Bethany, Janissa, thank you so much for coming into the studio. I always prefer to do these interviews in person, so it's been a delight to meet you. And I'm glad Peaches got to meet you as well. And they have the Peaches seal of approval. I need to make a formal graphic for that so you can put that on your website. Bethany and Janissa, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. I'm Phil Hatterman. And you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Stay tuned for an update on Peach's Delight. Thank you to Bethany Spildy and Janessa Dolphin from Honey Homekeepers. Links to the website, Facebook page, and LinkedIn are in the description. Next time on Dog Words, author Kate McDougall joins us from Oxfordshire, England. A big thank you to alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Supporting The Wires supports our mission. Learn more about The Wires, including their concert schedule, at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. And don't forget to join Laurel and Sasha as they explore new music and delve into the inspiration behind each work as hosts of Sound Currents on 91.9 Classical KC. Click on the Sound Currents link in the description for more information. Donate to Rosie Fund on our website or Facebook page. 
can also contribute by making a purchase from our website store, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or putting some of our merch in your cart when you shop at Bark Yours. Links are in the description. Your donations help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. As always, please download, rate, and share Dog Words. This helps us with sponsorships, and Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Support Rosie Fund by following us on social media, and please subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel. Our latest post features a wonderful KC Pet Project dog looking for a forever home. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions at rosiefund.org, and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor or a guest of the Dog Words podcast. And now for the Peaches update. February 2nd is Peaches Gotcha Day. We'll have had her for six years. We adopted her when she was nine years old. And if you'd have told us that we'd have her for six years, we would have been ecstatic. But as we know, like all living creatures, dogs get old, the body starts to break down, and it shows signs of age. If you check out pictures of Peaches online and some of her videos, you can see how much her coat has grayed. Peaches used to sleep through the night, rarely getting up to go outside. But a while back, she started getting up once or twice a night. When Peaches had blood work done for a surgery last spring, it was revealed that her calcium levels were high. Because she had a malignant tumor removed, it was possible that this was part of her body's response to the cancer. So the medical team monitored it, and her calcium levels did not go down. Further tests were done, and she was diagnosed with primary hyperparathyroidism. This causes high parathyroid hormone level, which in turn causes high blood calcium. A high blood calcium level causes dogs to drink more, urinate more, and sometimes reduce appetite. And we had noticed that Peaches has become an even more picky eater than she used to be. Other than treats, Peaches has always been a disinterested eater, taking a very relaxed approach to eating her meals, much to the consternation of her friend Rosa. So it was hard to tell how much of her disinterest in meals was due to just her personality or an actual lack of appetite. Regardless, the high blood calcium level caused by primary hyperparathyroidism can damage the kidneys and other internal organs, eventually leading to kidney failure if the issue is not addressed. Usually, the treatment involves surgery to remove the overactive gland. As part of the consult in preparation for that surgery, Peaches had an ultrasound that revealed the possibility of transitional cell carcinoma in her bladder. Blood tests confirm that she does indeed have urothelial carcinoma, or bladder cancer. Treatment options are chemotherapy, radiation therapy, and anti-inflammatory medication in conjunction with either chemo or radiation. Unfortunately for Peaches, those anti-inflammatories are oral pills, and she is not a fan of pills, so we will see how that works out. Peaches' cancer is not curable, so our focus is not on curing her of cancer, but on her quality of life. Based on that, chemo seems like the best option for her, which we will pursue as long as the cure is not worse than the disease. The average survival time for dogs that receive chemo to treat this kind of cancer is 9 to 10 months. This means we will not be doing surgery to treat her hyperparathyroidism because it will likely progress more slowly than the cancer. So there's really not much point to putting her through that surgery since she doesn't really seem to be bothered by getting up a couple times at night. And uh, we are perfectly willing to accommodate her. Some mitigation of the high calcium levels can be addressed through medication that women take for osteoporosis. It helps the bones absorb more calcium, which hopefully will reduce the calcium level in peaches. I know that this seems like a rather dour peaches update, and it is. We know there's going to be moments when peaches' situation is going to be heartbreaking, 
but we're also going to focus on celebrating what Peaches has brought to our lives. So in 2022, we ask you to help us celebrate the year of Peaches. Maybe you join us by donating to Rosie Fund, or just by showing gratitude for the love you receive from your pet and friends and family. We'll update you on Peaches' journey, and as we come up with ways for celebrating Peaches' delight, we'll share those. And if you have any ideas, let us know at rosiefund.org. Thank you for listening to Dog Words, and remember, we save each other.